No, sorry. We do not own the rights to this music, everybody. Yeah, but welcome to, welcome to the Park Life Podcast. Hey, everybody. Uh, hey, it's we- not... It's not just us, as you can tell, Beth, because you're looking at him. We have Red with us, who joined yes. us, by the way, all the way back in episode five. Not episode five of Star Wars, like episode five of that Park Life podcast. Yeah, we were, so, so, we were so young back then. So young. If you can't tell, we have a special episode for you guys today. Mm-hmm. Because somebody went into somewhere. Greg, tell us, tell us a little bit about it. Well, not just somebody, two of us. Red and yeah, I had the distinct right. pleasure of visiting Batu. But Batu, why am I saying that funny? Batu. Batu. I mean, either one's fine. Batu, okay. Batu, like. Is it? It's a tomato, tomato thing. Jaku, Jaku. Yeah, Batu. Jar Jar Binks. We had the pleasure of visiting Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios Resort and Spa, and uh, we have <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. I think. Yes, I okay. I want. I have lots of questions. So okay. everybody, bear with me because I'm just going to be asking all the things. Okay. Um, I do want to talk about overall impressions, but starting out, I want to talk about the process of getting into the land and yes. how that worked. Because obviously, Doug and I are going to be doing this yeah. next week. Oh my gosh, like a almost a week a week away. Yes, from the day this uh, episode releases. Yeah, um, so you know, I'm a little um, nervous. I have like a little anxious about it. So I just want to know how that process all went and if you thought they did that they did it well. Well, the preview we went for, I'm guessing, is going to be a little bit different than the annual passholder preview. But as far as where you go, I mean, it starts at the Grand Avenue entrance. So you pass uh, Baseline Tap House, Muppets is on your left, like that area where there's been a big wall this whole time. Wall oh, yeah. is down. Yeah. There is some shrubbery there now. Um, shrubbery. So you can't really see in until you pass by the cast members there that are checking your credentials. Okay. Um, and then you are in. You go through a little tunnel-y thing, technical term, and then boom, you're on another planet. So, but was it a long line to get in no. or do you think the no. process was pretty quick? It was quick. Okay. What kind of, how did they check your credentials? Well, um, they just scanned the stuff that, so like, what did you get? Okay. You registered, right? So whatever yeah, we just, you. We just got like an email. So yeah, I'm like, so well, I'm I wasn't sh- sure if it was like a, it's attached to your magic band or. It was not no. attached to our magic bands, no. Okay. But um, annual passholder preview. Don't forget, we we were lucky enough to go with cast members for a cast member preview, right? So it was dif- different yeah. things that are scanned are going to be different than from what you're getting scanned. Right. Um, that said, no, there was not a lot of people. I uh, know our window was a five to nine p.m. Um, is there? I don't know if there was a five to nine option. No, that's what you're doing, right? For yours yeah, when you doing, go. We're doing five to nine. What was y'all's? We were five to nine as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it was. It was. We'll get yeah, to the. We'll get to why it was good in a second. Okay. Before we like okay. super dive into this stuff, I would yeah. like to point out um, the different levels of Star Wars knowledge that Red and I have as upon entering this yes. section of the park. Because I'm like casual at most, but to be most realistic, like surface level fan, I haven't even seen the last episode, right, or the Solo movie. Right. So I'm well, like, let me, let me paint a picture though, because Red is sitting over here, and behind him <laughs> are framed photos of. The different planets, right? They're different planets in Star Wars that his mm-hmm. that his beautiful wife got for him. What was this Christmas or your birthday? Yeah, it was Christmas a couple of years ago. Yeah, and so he's he's a little bit more legit. Yes, per se. So, and why I think we're a good pairing is for for you, the audience, is that we're gonna hear a little bit of surface level stuff for me, like what, what I liked about the land and what I didn't like about it, which really wasn't anything. And then there was like a whole bunch of encyclopedia level knowledge from Red right. that I that I uh, was exposed to during our time. So like, I think that this is a pretty good balance. Yeah. I think, so I think starting off red, I think starting off with what your overall experience, like your first thoughts when you walked in, I know uh, you were probably super excited. He was, but... he doesn't know this, but I actually was recording a little audio of him. Cause listen, you can tell he was pumped, right? <laughs> yeah. He oh, was yeah. pumped about entering the land. I mean, he didn't record it per his wife's request was like, Oh, you know, he, he went in thinking okay, I have to record myself cause she wanted to be there, but couldn't. Um, so if you're wondering what super fan red was sounding like, as yeah. he's turning the corner, entering Batu, and entering uh, Galaxy's Edge, this is exact. This was it. This is the. Oh this is God, the most of the most. Oh, oh my God! Woo! Oh, wow! Oh my God! You might think that's the double rainbow guy, but no, oh that was gosh, totally is that for real. What? <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so you tell me how did how did it feel turning that corner and walking into Batu for the first time? Um, so while you were checking in, I was like trying to crane my neck uh, <laughs> to see how far I can see in. So if you don't have a preview and you're just trying to like get a quick glimpse, uh, don't try. There's they, they, like they they have it's not a straight shot in. There's like a little elbow in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
um, when you first get in, I was kind of immediately underwhelmed mm. because it was just a jungle. Like yeah. it's you, you step into the resistance like base hidden in the jungle. And I was excited because I got to see some, you know, full size X wing and an A wing, and I was that was exciting. Those are spaceships. Those are spaceships. <laughs> yes. Those are single person spaceships for the good guys. Okay. Good job, Greg. Thank you. Thank you for putting um, in those terms. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so immediately, like it was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's cool. And uh, we kept walking, and then. We, we, we got into it and it was, it was pretty cool. Like, I mean, it was overwhelming. Like there was a lot to look at. A lot yeah. to look at. I'm pretty sure like no one has told me this, but there's a lot of open space when you first yeah. kind of walk in. Um, I just have a feeling they're going to use that for a queue to get into the rest of the land when it opens full swing. Right. Um, yeah. It just makes it just, if you look at it, it looks like, okay, they're going to put up stanchions and ropes and like, boom, this is going to be, you're in the land, but you're still not fully in the land kind of a space, right. if that makes any sense. You know, like crazy packed Pandora got in the beginning where they were using every which walkway to oh, just yeah. put people because there was five hours worth of people to line up, lining right. up for flight of passage. I'm thinking that's what's going to happen. And, and they have the space for it. This yep. is a, right. it's a big land. There's a lot. Yeah, I was going to ask like how it felt space wise, because you know, like if I'm really honest in Toy Story land, like they make it out to be so much larger than it yeah. actually is you know and so once you're in it you're like it's real like you can stand in the middle and feel like you can see everything no i can see everything Um, yeah i would say that the galaxy's edge has a lot more nooks and crannies a lot more exploration space Um, there were a couple of times where we thought we knew exactly where we were and we're like i know this is not even where we came into the land wow and that's and it's nice like i i it was a something i appreciated about it was that i got lost a few times whereas in toy story land like you can't not nothing against it you just can't get lost because it's really just one kind of long walkway yeah. Whereas there's a lot of places. How was like, um how was the crowd level for your time period? Like I I wasn't sure how packed those like they're packing those. No, the rest but of the park more. was probably more crowded than our yeah. than Galaxy's Edge. Well, and the more that I think about it, I'm like, there's probably going to be not a lot of people even when we go. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, we are pass holders, but it was like a limited spe- number. Yes, mm-hmm. very specific pass holders. Like because we have friends that live in Florida, down there, and they have like the Florida pass, so they're like, well, we can't, like, we can't get in with that pass. I'm like, yes. Oh, true, true statement. So it was I'm not excited. bad. Um, yeah. One of the first things we did, I mean, you know, as we were walking through, we went to, and I don't know the name of it, but there's like an open market place. Kind I bet Red Nose, yeah. isn't it? Was that Black Spires? So, yeah, but, uh, I mean, Black Spire Outpost is the area. That's like the city. But I mean, okay. it, it's literally just kind of a covered marketplace. Uh, I mean, there's different, there's Toydarian traders in there. There's, uh, there's a creature stall. There's a couple other, like, I don't really know what the, the stretch is called, but yeah, all the different little stores have names and stuff. Yeah. One of the places I remember vividly, because, um, you know, I'm a super fan, it was called The Bathrooms, even though I didn't go in it. <laughs> but I remember they were they were there. They were you there in that they're area. they're going to be the cleanest ones right now Probably, in the park. Yeah. So yeah. I will make sure, don't worry, I will make sure to use the bathrooms. Um, I was but wait, add- that marketplace area though, I want to point that yeah. out because it's cool. So like what could be cool about a marketplace, right? right. It's got like the overhanging like ropes and like uh, big things of cloth and stuff that was kind of catch. It was raining when we got there. It actually was catching some of the rain. Yeah. It reminded me of the like marketplace area in the back of Morocco. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it was the exact same theme, but the same kind right. of general feel while you're there. Um, and even kind of like open, the open air market. Yeah, an open air market, and like you can tell, it wasn't just any old. It was meant to be in this in this environment. And they had all their stores there, and that leads into the Ronto Roasters. I'm going to call it a counter service uh, place. It wouldn't really call it a quick service in the sense that there's no immediate places there to eat unless they're going to put out tables. That's one of the thing about these previews is that it's not like fully operational, right? right. This is not so as it's going to be. Not open yet. Yeah, they're going to flip a switch okay. on August 29th. Some of the things we're talking about yeah. are going to be a little bit different. Um, and some of the open space that exists won't be right. open. It's going to be filled with people or other things. Yeah. Um, but that, that little marketplace ended at the, uh, it's called Ronto Roasters, right? Where they had yeah. just a handful of, of items. It's really a, a counter quick service kind of a thing. Um, but in the middle of it is this big pit that's like got a fire in it. And uh, you can see a, a robot of some kind. Yeah, robots roasting some like meat. alien meat um, from a pod racer pod, which is what's cooking it. Oh, see, I didn't know that. So it's a piece yeah. of a pod racer that is they're using to heat up to roast the things. Yep. Interesting. Gosh, thank thank God awesome. for red. 
know. Okay, so y'all did the package where you got to do Ogus Cantina and Millennium Falcon, correct? Yes. So Everyone gets you... to do Millennium Falcon. Yeah, what did you do first? Uh, we walked around for a little bit. We walked over. So listen, we definitely walked over to where the cantina was, but we had to. We had to get to where the Millennium Falcon is because that's, I could just tell, that was that was going to be the thing yeah. that made or broke the land, right. I think, for Red. Just, uh, just a, a guess. I don't think he mentioned that, I mean, but like... Honestly, there's there's one store that that's kind of my favorite, like of everything, but but I mean, yeah, no, the the Falcon was great, but yeah, we went pretty quickly to the Cantina. Okay. Uh, I think we went to the. I think did we do our photo pass thing before the Cantina? No, we did it coming out of the Cantina. Okay, so we'll talk yeah. about that after. So let's talk about Oga's Cantina. Yeah. Um, this was a little bit different um, from the other things because you were allowed to get in even if you didn't have if you didn't get the package and include it as long as there was space so the line to check in was probably not as long as it's going to be anywhere or anywhere close to that yeah. when it's fully open but you know i don't know like we were 15 people deep in it um but we did have a reserved spot so they're telling us the rules as we're getting in and if there's one thing i can say about this land is every single cast member is in character i don't okay. think i saw any like plain jane cast members yeah. they were all up in it oh we're getting visited by jack hello oh. jack the, a dog to be clear since no one can see oh he is a good boy look at him he's smiling he's, he's, he's... just watching over you like and... i'm going to murder you maybe later <laughs> well he has a slight resemblance to reba too they have a some does, similar coloring patterns guys can we get these can we get them together i, I mean, don't know why they haven't so uh we are online or in line for oga's cantina and the cast members out there are talking all about how crazy oga is and how there are a lot she has lots of rules for her his or her her his her her, her cantina and uh they're also letting us know there's a 90 percent chance you're going to be standing in the cantina because there's not very limited like very very right. limited seating um incidentally we got a booth so we kind of oh, there was four of us yeah look at him he's smiling there were four yeah. of us in our party um, so here's the deal. So you walk in and it is, um, there are two sides to the cantina. They are mirrored. They have the same kind of stuff going on. We'll talk more about like the specifics, but just general thing you walk in. Um, you can tell there are plenty of, uh, like stand up, uh, counter table things to stand at, right? Almost like right. an Island bar in the middle, uh, a bunch of them to stand around. There are like definitely that. assigning people where to stand. You don't just walk oh. in and find an open space. Okay. Um, even at the bar itself, I saw a few guests walk over to an open space and the cast member came over and said, no, these are actually reserved. Wow. So wherever you were sent to, please go back there. They didn't, I'm kind of paraphrasing. Yeah. And then you saw yeah. other people like bring other guests and like, this is your spot. And you stand at your spot at the bar. Those okay. are the people that were standing at the bar. But at our table, there was four of us. Um, and then in addition to us, there were a couple sitting on the outside and then four other people sitting on our big, like, you know, half circle bench kind of a thing. Yeah. So there yeah. were at the end of the day, 10 of us there. Wow. And, uh, it's a little snug. You get to make some friends. Yeah. It's a little um, snug. But it's definitely going to be like that. I mean, I don't know how long that's going to last, but probably a, a while. I mean, it's not the capacity there isn't necessarily huge, but there was, I still feel like there was a lot of people in there. Yeah. Yeah. For what it is. And it's a little loud, not in a bad way. It actually feels like, it actually felt like a cool place to be. Is that weird to say? Yeah. Like, it yeah, felt like, great. yeah. Um, All right. So, what was your overall take of the cantina? All right, so I mean, there, there's a lot of little Easter eggs like behind the bar. Uh, all the taps have some sort of like meaning, whether it's like it's a carving of some porgs or a bunch of like some like a kind of like a space wrench kind yeah. of thing is another one of the taps. Um, and then they have like all the different so all the, all the different like aliens kind of that they might be juicing or milking for some of the stuff. Oh my god! Kind of so weird in the back. Yeah, you um, pointed out a wart, if I remember correctly. I guess. That was, I believe it was a wart, yeah. It was breathing in its little many, container. Like, you can see its stomach expanding and contracting with breath. Yeah, it's just weird. Yes. <laughs> How many taps did they have? I didn't stop to count. Okay. Um, um, but, yeah, no, it was, like, the, the, the area was great. Uh, the only thing that isn't really mirrored is DJ Rex. Like, yeah. So, um, that, I mean... And that's just kind of a really cool focal piece for the bar itself is just seeing this droid. And he's a DJ, man. He's not just playing songs and like he's talking to the crowd. It's not live or anything like he's interacting with right. us. Um, and of course, Rex is from the version of the Star Tours that included Rex. And it was his yeah. first time too. Uh, Flight 1701 to Endor, if I remember correctly. 
I believe so, yes. Look at you. Go, Greg. I don't know why I know that. I hope, I, well, I hope it was 17. Maybe it's 1401. I just, I just made someone upset by saying the wrong flight number. I think it might have been 1401. Anyway, um, he did a good job. Like he actually, I swear the music they were playing in there was um, real music. So they have the Cantinas. I'm calling it the Cantina song. I'm sure there's an actual yeah. title to it. But like yeah. the one from that famous scene from that movie. Yeah, yeah. That came on, if I remember correctly, twice while we were in there. Um, yeah. One was a remix. It was pretty yes. cool. Oh. Yeah, it's actually like it's, no, for real though. Like it was a remix, and uh, the other songs they were playing, I swear I heard a hip hop song in there that I know I couldn't place it. It was like from the it was like an like a nineties hip hop song. I swear I don't know what it is. So keep your ears open. They were playing some music from Earth per se, or maybe I don't know. I think that they were just versions of songs Sorry, what, that like what is Earth sampled. Called? Earth called is called something else, isn't it? No, I mean there's no Earth in Star right, Wars. But isn't there like a planet that's basically Earth or no? You could Not say really. you're from a galaxy far, far away, which right, is the same true. perspective we give it. That was very true. But where but, was the hip hop artist from? <laughs> yeah, there was some. There was some Hatties singing, like so. Like a lot of the, if they got any vocals, it was usually in like a made up Star Wars language. <laughs> okay. So what did you guys order? Did you like? Did they give you a menu and you just order? Yes. How did yeah, that we work? Order, so the menu has provisions and concoctions on it. And by the way, I, I know, like I told you that the um, cast members were in character. In lots of ways, whether it was reading a menu or the vocab words they were using. So they don't okay. call them drinks or food options yeah. here. It was provisions, which was food. And I'm going to use that word kind of loosely here. Right. And uh, concoctions, which are your drinks. They right. did use alcoholic or not alcoholic because they kind of have to be clear about, about that. Yeah. There's really They're no like, storyline there. Yeah, there's probably a legal word. issue here. Yeah. Um, but as we're sitting down, our server was telling us all about Oga. Like, if you have any blasters, put them away. Oga shouldn't catch you with your blaster. She pointed to... Like a uh, a blaster shot on the wall that put a hole there and said, Olga got very mad at that particular person. And she's like, if you get up, make sure you get back to your seat quickly because Olga's going to be mad, which is the nice way of saying, please stay where you're supposed to be because yeah. there really is not a lot of room to roam. Yeah. Um, so we got our menu and I ordered Olga's Obsession, which is on the okay. provisions menu. And uh, you ordered the I same think. thing, right? Yeah, we, we thought we were getting a good drink. Yeah. Like, really did. <laughs> you it's thought a- you were getting a drink and it was food? Well, kind of. So it's a little dish. Okay. Now, listen, they gave you a picture of it, right? But I right. thought, and this is me just in my ignorance, I thought they had just cropped the photo and were just showing the top of the glass. Yep. Uh, and I thought, like, they were showing what, because I know what a glass of liquid looks yeah. like. I thought they right. were just showing me the top because it was topped with stuff. Okay. Specifically, Pop Rocks and mixed dried fruit. And yep. I thought, okay. that's an interesting, and Boba Balls. So that's an interesting thing to put on top of a drink, right? Because they use Boba oh. Bubble balls. So I know they use that in other things, especially over on that other other area in right. um, in Animal Kingdom and Pandora, different different universe, different planet, different whatever. So uh, I was like, okay, so whatever the drink is, at least the stuff on top, I like. Well, they bring it over. It's like a petri dish of like a gelatin. Picture you posted. Yeah, so it's like a gelatin kind of thing with the bubble balls in it, and then it was topped half of it or a part of it with um, blueberry pop rocks, and the other part with a dried fruit mixture. And they brought it out on a little, it came on a plate with a little tiny metal spoon that was like kind of cold. And yeah. although I felt stupid for thinking it was a, <laughs> it was going to be a drink, once I realized, oh, provision means food and concoction right. means drink, yeah. like, duh. Um, it was really good. I actually really liked it. Yeah, I saw that you had put on there that you, you like rated it like, what, 10 out Nine of 10? 9 out of 10. I'm going to give it a 10, 10 out of 10 because yeah. it's like, it's not like, chocolate oh, or peanut butter. Not, but I would look at that and be like, mm, no. No, it's, but, can I tell you why I like it so much? I mean, I liked it because I liked it, but it is, for me, it's a great thing to get if you go with kids because they're yeah. not, they can't drink anyway. And there's only so much right. you can sell like a, a beverage to a kid. But that yeah. little thing is like a perfect snack, especially if you have a kid who likes Pop Rocks. Yeah. Um, Fred, what did you think of it? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was refreshing. Like, uh, I came straight from work. So I was like, you know, I was planning on getting, you know, something to drink, but when, when it, yeah, when it turned out to be, you know, uh, some like basically like just Jello. Yeah. It, it was just so cold did you, were you was able to? Were you able to order drinks then? Mm-hmm. Like so, we did, did you go back? Did you um, go back and order a drink then? We did not. Oh, okay. Friends we were with ordered drinks. Uh, one of the, uh, you know, JT, he's been on this yeah. show before with Mariah. They got uh, engaged at the Magic Kingdom. Is that who was with y'all? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I saw her post yes. that she hated both of them. <laughs> yeah. um, they got a couple of drinks. They seemed to like it. The portions were a little small for some of them. I know okay. uh, JT got a drink that was similar to like Jet Fuel. I think it was called 
It wasn't called jet fuel. It called something close to that. Did um, he get fire? Say what? Did he get blurg fire? Was that the one he got? He might have gotten one. Yeah. That's the one that burns. It's got some sort of like cinnamon or okay. fireball. Yeah. Yeah, there's a drink there that has a like a, a that leaves your mouth with a numbing sensa- sensation. Oh, yeah. That sounds like fireball. <laughs> which I'm sure if Nicole was with me, she'd prefer I get that one. So maybe I'd shut up for once. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it was such a cool atmosphere. So you're, we sat at this big round table, and I can't speak for the parts where you stand up because we weren't there. But our table had a ring of light it, like built into it, kind of mm-hmm. like toward the perimeter of the um, of the table, and it was like a kind of a glowing light. And the table, and the reason I bring this up is I'm pretty sure it was a little bit in sync to parts of the music. Um, uh, it's also underlit, so you can see the ground a little bit. And I swear, and it wasn't for every song, but there were some songs where it would uh, the light would change based on the beat of the song. Yeah. So it wasn't to overwhelm you because that might be too much for people if there's a lot of like lights kind of moving yeah. all the time. Um, but I, I swear that it was synced up with the music. I will let you know. I will be looking for that then. Okay. So how what so how long do you think you spent in there? 30 45 minutes yeah i don't think we we passed 30 yeah. minutes did they um, give you like a time like you had to go to a certain time slot yes um so when we walked in we were given a ticket that said we have to go at 505 and we can't show up later than 10 20 minutes after that time wow okay so you um, had to go like as soon as you got in there yes and okay. luckily we realized that kind of closer to our 20 minute window we were like oh wait that's what she said so right. um and then as you're in there they tell they told us we had 45 minutes to be in there which okay. is really enough time. I mean, we had yeah. our little dishes and we were kind of like looking around and stuff. And that's when I noticed, by the way, of all of the damn days to forget the card for my camera, it happened to be on Galaxy's oh. Edge, Star Wars, the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge preview. And I didn't know it until I was in the cantina. I went to go take a picture of the stupid little breathing God. wart because it was freaking me out. And I thought, this is a weird photo. People will want to see this. And I went to go take a picture and it said no card. And I basically wanted to throw my camera across the room, yeah. but it was a new place. I want to break anything. So you had to lug your camera around. My God, with two lenses. Yeah, like yeah. it's, uh, I brought like my big zoom right. lens and my You're wide big, angle. That's Bush League. <laughs> like a big idiot. And I thought like, am I really going to go and buy like one? big idiot. I'm sure they sell them on Batu, but I didn't even look. So I'm not spending $40 on a tiny, uh, yeah. anyway. So remember your cameras, guys, when you go to Star Wars yeah. Galaxy's Edge for the first time and don't be like me. Yeah. Um, All right, so basically you went there first and then... Yeah. You and guys. then we left. We got our. I don't. Did you see our photos? We. I posted it on the for everyone who saw it. I did. I did post it on the uh, on the podcast account. It's me and Red doing the force hand uh, at the camera, and uh, okay. we got our we got our little pick there. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I'm excited for for that. All right. So then, did they also give you a time slot for the ride? No, the ride okay. was go whenever you want. Obviously, okay. the the wait times varied throughout the day. Um, so, I mean, it's not far from the cantina. You, you walk a little bit farther, you can see the Millennium Falcon. We didn't go on right away because it was about a 40-minute wait or so. Um, okay. I think at that point we went to go eat um, at yep. the uh, docking bay yeah. 7 cargo and something. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, now, our experience maybe won't line up with yours. It just happened to be that a cast member fell ill while we were waiting online, so it kind of slowed down the line a little bit. Um, it, it is what it is. Yeah, really. it really wasn't that bad, but they were down to one register because the uh, cast yeah. happened to have their little spill right near. I mean, I don't, I, she was sitting up, so she looked okay. Um, but, you know, there was a, a medical unit there and security. You know how it is. So yeah. aside from that, the uh, the restaurant itself, this so this is a, I'm going to call it a full quick service in the sense, or as compared to the Ronto Roasters where it was a counter, this is a real order your food, yeah. bring it to your table, sit down. Very highly themed, kind of like Satuli Canteen. Like it felt like a different type of place. Yeah. Um, and Red was there pointing out the fruit that were the fake fruit that's in the containers along the way to tell me that's actually a fruit oh, that exists. Yeah. Mellow run. Mellow run. Yes. It's a it's a fruit that exists in the Star Wars universe. Universe. Um, Galaxy. And uh, Red pointed out that there was at least one crate that was being lowered from the ceiling. That there probably must have been more. But the numbers on them represented the years that the original Star Wars movies came out. So you'll keep an eye out for those. You'll know what I'm talking about when you see it when you're there. Yeah. Um, I got the chicken, the tip, tip, yip, the, the Andorian, yep. Yep. Fried Andorian tip, yip. So it's from the moon of Endor. What's Endor planet or moon? And, uh, moon. See, I knew something. I'm like a one for 10 on this. (laughs) Um, and you got the same thing, right? Yeah. I got the same thing. I'm calling it a chicken log because that's That's really what it is. Chicken log. So it's, it is a, like, you know, it's a fried and breaded 
log of chicken okay. over a bed of mashed potatoes and a green sauce, which is obviously just colored. But it had like a little, I thought the sauce was good. It had a little bit of like a kick to it. Okay. Yeah, um, almost like a, was it sriracha? Like, I don't know. Like it was, uh, there was some sort of something spice to it. But yeah, it was 1549. And I also got the dessert, which I wouldn't get again. Um, not to be a dessert snob, but like you probably know me by now. Oh well, yeah, you are. Not bit. to be one, but you are one. Yeah, not just... to be one. I mean, it was. Oh, a, it's been made here. It was a blueberry cream puff, and it wasn't bad. It just wasn't worth six dollars and forty nine cents. Um, but that chicken was good. I just, I don't, I probably won't get it again, only because it's the price of like a meal at a table service. Right. Yeah. Honestly, what was the size like? It was okay. The log of chicken was like I don't know eight or nine inches long. Maybe it wasn't enough. Like I wasn't full necessarily. Well, I mean, the dessert kind of pushed me over the edge there, but um, for the meal itself, it was good. Don't get me wrong. I just, I don't know if if it was really worth it, but the theming in there was cool. Like it's definitely a different type of environment. Um, I don't regret getting that dish. It's just, I probably, did you see any other dishes like around you that you were like, Ooh, I feel like yeah. um, Mariah got the shrimp and like noodles stuff. But yeah. you said the, the noodles that it came with were basically like air. There was just nothing to it. Uh, the shrimp was also served chilled, and that's why I didn't get it. I'm anti-cold uh, shrimp, but that's just yeah. my personal preference. I'm sure there are people out there who like cold shrimp. They I also have like, ribs. I expected it to be hot or whatever. But... Yeah, I got the the, the tip-yip-tip-tip-yip. Tip, tip, I've already forgotten what it is. I think it was the tip-yip. I remember tip, yep. when, we, when yeah. they launched the menu, and we were like, can't wait to say that on the yes. podcast. Tip-yip. Tip-yip. Um, so pro-tip-yip. I got it because uh, I just like chicken, right? I'm chicken, chicken guy. That's true. Yeah. Like I am that. a chicken guy, but I have yet to visit Chicken Guy at Disney Springs, incidentally. It's, 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 it's our, I like it. Doug and I, we just were like, man. But we are also from South Carolina where like everything is fried chicken. So <laughs> um, in, in comparison, it was like, mm, we'd rather go to Deluxe Burger. But anyways, I digress. So the, the docking bay thing was fine. I mean, it's a quick service place, right? Like, it's it's totally fine for what it is. I think probably what people want to hear most about is the Smuggler's Run attraction. So it's one of two attractions uh, in Galaxy's Edge. It's the only one that's currently operational. We still have Rise of the Resistance opening up here at this park in December, December 5th, to be mm-hmm. exact, three days after my birthday. It's a very nice birthday present, a late birthday present that Disney's giving me. So great. Um, so... Know. They're doing fast pass for that, right? Not, not as soon no, as it is. No, probably not. No. Um, and they're not doing it for Smuggler's Run either. So uh, let's talk about the Millennium Falcon for a moment. It's a big ship, right? Um, we were out there, by the way. Chewbacca was there walking around. Someone handed him a uh, Yoda doll, which might yeah. be the image I use to uh, advertise this episode on Instagram. Just keep your eyes peeled for that. So um, it, was about, it was posted as a 35 minute wait. We went, I mean, what else were we doing? We were there right. to go on the ride. Um, we wound up waiting about 20 minutes. But um, the queue is themed. It's not just... I mean, by the way, what would you expect? Like, this is what Disney does. Right. I still haven't seen the queue for Flight of Passage, but I'm guessing this is the equivalent of that. Yeah. Um, there's a large room, like a big open room. Uh, that's, from, that's what most of the queue is there. And there was some type of equipment, right? Like getting in, the, like in some stage of being worked on. Yeah, it was some sort of, you know, engine and it was being fueled and tested and like you could like obviously you didn't see anybody, but they had some like tracks going in the background and yes. right about the time we got to the top, they kind of had like a little almost show scene with it. Yes. Okay. By the way, there's a lot of sound effects going on. I recorded some yeah. of them because it's a little okay. weird. Wait, this sounds like a baby getting electrocuted. What is happening? Got, like that little like weird thing has with the hair. Yeah, there's just all kinds of sounds. You're just like yeah. hanging out, talking to everybody, waiting for the queue to move step by step. Um, there's a lot of things to look at. I know you took a picture of some like chess game or something that meant something to you. Yeah, it was a game of sabak. Mm. It's how uh, you know uh, Han won the Falcon from Lando. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone knows that. So yeah. uh, you eventually go upstairs. Um, it wasn't really stairs. It might have just been an incline. Yeah, so is anything in the queue interactive? Or you're just kind of looking at things? You're looking at things, but, like, stuff happens. So just like Red mentioned, okay. there is something that, uh, like, you hear voices come over the loudspeaker, and, like, they go to fire up the big thing, and, like, it just kind of, yeah. like, sputters okay. out thing. Um, where we were standing when that happened, we couldn't tell if any piece, or maybe I couldn't tell personally, if anything was moving. I don't know if you said you saw something spinning. Yeah, like, we, we were kind of to the front of it where we could only really see the like lights kind of dim and it start to 
you know, rev, but from the side, it seemed like you could actually see the engine like spinning and like turning over and everything. Okay. So now we're past that point. You get up to the point where they ask you how many in your group. They bring you into the room with Kondo. No, God, what? it's not Marie Kondo. What is this person's name? Marie Kondo. <laughs> Hondo Anaka. Yeah. Oh, oh, say it again. Hondo Anaka. Honda. He's Clone Wars. Hondo Anaka. Hondo, yes. not a Honda. Hondo yeah. Anaka. So the greatest, the, the greatest new whatever in, in the world. Yeah. So my takeaway from him was that he seems like he's the the middleman here for like space junk, right? And he's like ultimately uh, some type of galactic pawn shop owner. Okay, now, now let's hear what he actually is. Red. <laughs> um. So it, he's basically a pirate, um, kind of the the scoundrel that you know, not with a heart of gold. Like he's yeah. just a scoundrel. Like okay. never gonna okay. be redeemed. He's a galactic um, pirate. There yes. How about that? There you go. All right. So our he's letting us know about what's happening. He needs someone to hop on the Millennium Falcon to go pick up some stuff for him and bring and bring it back. Uh, turns out we were collecting big canisters of coaxium. There you go. Correctly. Yes. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> I was if, paying wait, attention. Wait, what is coaxium? Do? No, don't ask questions, Beth. Just go with the fact that I remembered what it was called. How dare you? <laughs> I wanted Red to tell me what coaxium does. Coaxium is uh, basically spaceship fuel. Okay. Makes sense. I was yeah. going to guess that. I mean, but, you could yeah. be making it up. I have no idea. So right. um, there's a little like a pre-show kind of thing that like, gives you the story of what's going on there. Um, and you can even see that there's like stuff being worked on in the background, like ships, you know, rising and like getting technically lower. that is the interactive part because you are still basically in line. Like, kind, yeah. Like, so, and that's I mean, where like the, it's, a, it's like the holding cell for yes. before you're actually getting on the ride. That's where like the traditional line stops in that yeah. sense. So after okay. that part, um, you go into a hallway and they give you your, uh, like a, they give you a, a series of tickets. So okay. it's like a plasticky cardboard, like a little thing you hold, and it's a different color. And you go into an open waiting area. Uh, they do this at certain attractions. I know at Universal. I know they have that at the Jimmy Fallon, the Tonight Show Experience. I forget what it's called, mm -hmm. but it's something like that. Like we, Dumbo? Kind of. Kind of, yeah. But this one, you're assigned a certain color, and they'll call out your color, and you come over. But oh, the room okay. that you're in, I don't know the name of that room, but there's that. If you see people posting photos from Galaxy's Edge, and they're sitting at like a round chess-looking table, with a with a bench that goes around most of the day. that's where they're taking it from in this waiting right. area and it really isn't like a people are not waiting in a, in a line in any way you're just kind of like walking around taking pictures poking around it to see what's around because it's kind of a big ish room right like yeah, I, I mean, feel like we were sardines like you're in the like hold of the falcon yeah okay so at some point they called our color and i don't know what we are but it's at that point when they hand you like your little panels of things like little tickets that you're assigned what position you're going to be on the ride so there are two pilots two gunners and two engineers. Obviously you can trade among yourselves. You don't, it's not like they gave it to you and then boom, you're assigned. Yeah. So uh, red and I were assigned pilot and I was immediately nervous and sweating because I know that this ride is not just a ride. That's going to be the same every single time yeah. that it really does matter what you do. I thought right. like, I'm not good at video game. Like, I don't know. Is this Mario sure. Kart 64? Sure. I don't know. Like it's not going right. to be great for me. So uh, we were given the, uh, the positions of pilot. And uh, so we, they called our group and all six of us lined up. We, three of us were, uh, our group dwindled down to three to go into this, ride it okay. and ride it. And then we were with three other people we don't know. And um, so we're, we go past that little spot and now we're in the hallway, basically like right about to enter the cockpit or is that what they call it? Is there a Star Wars yeah, word? Cockpit. Okay. Yeah. So oh. this is another one of those moments where I recorded Red's reaction to finally being into the uh, Millennium Falcon. Mm. Oh! Oh, oh my god. Oh. So the funny thing is, yes, there were wind chimes. Uh, you know, sometimes they just decorate <laughs> yeah. differently. They're putting their own little yeah. spin. It's just on, trinkets. Um, it's trinkets. <laughs> on, uh, on the ride. Um, so this is an exciting part for me because, mm -hmm. like, I don't really know much about this ride. But I think this was the most excited I've ever seen Red's face when yeah. he was entering this area of the right. Tell me if I'm wrong, but this is, I think this was your, this was like your jam at this moment. Yeah, no, this was like just even from the minute we were just waiting in the Falcon, like I was on cloud nine. Like I, I remember saying something like, you know, I, I, I played this in my backyard as like a six year old. <laughs> yeah. It's basically more. like you're on the movie set. Like, like you're, yeah, you're in 25 it. 25 years later. And Hey, I'm here like, yeah. on the Falcon. It's all good. And it's, it's cool. So like yeah. I've heard I've heard a lot of opinions on this ride, but our opinion is the only one that matters right now. So 
Um, I thought this was this is a really cool experience because as it actually matters what you do in this, as opposed to Mission Space or other rides where you're simulating or Star Tours where you're just sitting there kind of and it's happening to you, you do get to have a part in how your ride experience goes. They do a quick orientation, and I do mean quick. The cast member was telling us, <laughs> sit down quickly and buckle up, and I was so nervous sitting down quickly that I... <laughs> My, I was putting my camera down and I hit my lens on the, by the way, the camera I couldn't use. I right. was putting my camera in the little like stowaway pouch thing and I, my lens thing and my lens cap popped off and went rolling underneath my seat. And I'm like, <laughs> I was the last one to buckle like, up. What did you say? What yeah, did you I was like, say? oh, stop it. Tell me how to do my job again. Um, and so they, they do a quick thing. And then as the uh, ship is starting to take off, who's, are we hearing uh, the Honda guy again? Hondo Anaka? Yeah, Hondo um, kind of gives you a quick like rundown of where you're going, what you're doing. Yes. Um, and what's nice about it, so yes, you do kind of have to pay attention. It's not the type of thing where you just where you just sit there. Um, but your role in the attraction, the, the devices or buttons you have to press, the levers you got to pull, light up when it's your turn to do it. Okay. So you can still enjoy the ride, but like it's obvious to know, as me, I was the right-hand pilot, um, when they said jump to warp speed or jump to whatever, light speed, whatever it is, um, when we were about to go plaid, for you yeah. uh, Spaceballs fans, <laughs> Uh, by the way, I did wear a Spaceball shirt that day because yes. I don't have a Star Wars short. And Beth's husband, Doug, uh, did design that shirt. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, sure. when it came time to pull that lever, like the whole thing was outlined in a green blinking light and you knew exactly okay. when to do it. And yeah. uh, so I was the pilot on the right. So it was my job to steer the ship up and down. Up and down. Thank you. And then Red was on the left hand side and he was left and right. Okay. Um, and then two gunners behind us. Uh, or the gunners and the engineers. I wasn't an engineer on any of the times we went on, so I can't tell you a whole lot about it. But I had a fun time piloting the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Okay, wait. So yeah. you had, so you can do the you can do the ride multiple times. In my mind, I was thinking you basically you get one chance and that's it. No, so, so I mean awesome. it's that makes me even more excited to we know. We wound that. up doing it three times. Um, wow. The first wait was I don't know twenty ish minutes. It wasn't okay. very long, and then it just kept dwindling after that. The third time we went on, it was maybe five minutes to get to the point where wow. they put you in the room where you watch yeah. the show kind of thing. Yeah. Um, with Kondo, Nicki Minaj, Anaka, whatever this person's <laughs> name is, and uh, so yeah, you can, you can do it as many times as you okay. can fit in there. If that's all you want to do the whole yeah. time, it's just. I mean, I know people who went on. I think he said he, he and his wife went on fifteen times. Oh my gosh! Well, Doug and I, you know, we're very ride motivated. So the fact that we can go multiple times, like yeah. we probably, oh yeah, definitely. Like, oh, that like, looks great over there. But we're gonna go do the ride yeah. like as much as we can. Well, that's the thing. Like it's it's whatever you want it to be. Like we yeah. definitely walked around and did some exploring, but we wanted. I mean, I wanted to do the ride as many times before yeah. it became like too much. I think more yeah. than four for me. We did three. If we had done one more, it would have been good. After that, I'm like, okay, I want to do the same thing again. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. So the ride. Um, I don't know. This was our. It was our first time. So the whole time, like God, I hope we're doing okay. Like I don't know, piloting yeah. this thing. The it, the entire ride isn't riding on our controls. Like there are obviously moments where it's progressing us because it needs to in order for the story to happen. Yeah. Um. But then it tells you like you have to line up at a you know a, behind a certain thing at some point, and the gunners have to shoot shoot the weapons at the right point. The engineers have to fix the things at the right point. Um. But after the ride was over, and uh, we landed back on Batu. More on that in a minute. Um, the people behind us who were the engineers told us that this the ride that they experienced that time with us was longer than their previous one. So I guess we did a good job. I'm not going to take a lot of credit for it. It's probably yeah. mostly red. And uh, it seems like we did a good job. So I guess our ride was a little bit longer. I, I would say the second time we did it, I think it was a smidge shorter. Not significantly, yeah. right? I mean, well, one coaxium shipment the second time around, yeah, too. Yeah, the first time we were able to get two canisters of it. And I think after that, yeah. we only got one the other two times as well. Two the second time around, too. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't... Come on, Greg, pay attention. So um, I want to point out something about the scenery within the ride. So yes, you're sitting in a in a, a small cabin, a small cockpit. Mm-hmm. By the way, my new favorite thing f- about this ride that I wish every ride will do: each seat had an air conditioner vent blowing on you. Oh my gosh! So I didn't notice it when I was a pilot the first time, but when I was a gunner, so now you're sitting, kind of like, you know, like airplane style. There's a seat right directly in front of you. I mean, it's like right there. But there was okay. a vent right there coming up, blowing in my face. I thought this is excellent. <laughs> And I think that's good, though, for people who might start to feel a little bit type of, you know, in a small enclosed place. If you're mm-hmm. claustrophobic on any level, maybe and that, that air in your face will kind of make you feel like you're in a more open area. I like yeah. that. Um, plus, if you're in there with stinky people, it's going to be stinky. <laughs> it's um, going to be stinky. It's going to be now, stinky. do they pipe in scents? <laughs> no. Um, they pipe in the scent of coaxium and cigarettes. Yeah. It was orange and ocean and the old Soren uh, scents. They just repurposed it. Yeah, basically. It. 
So, um, so yeah, you're you're in a, a cockpit thing, and like it's clearly a motion simulator thing, but like the quality was really good, and you're these the screen there, you're looking through the window of like the windshield, right? But um, what we noticed on the third time we went on was that the lightness of the day changed with the actual day in Batu in real life. So on our last run, it was dark outside, and it or it was like the sun had set, or other suns. I don't know. It was darker. There must be suns because they said bright suns to everybody. Um, So it was cool. So they're they're paying attention. I mean, ultimately, what you're doing is piloting the Falcon out from Batu out into space and then back. So as you're landing, if you're paying attention to the scenery, you're actually landing right behind that same building that you walk into to get onto the attraction. So it's really like you you are leaving from there and coming back there. So it made sense that the uh, that the lightness outside matched what was really happening is like That's it was cool. getting dark out and it was getting dark out on the attraction too. And uh, it's stuff like that that makes me think like, oh, they were actually paying attention to some Yeah, stuff. so that's what I was going to ask about the overall, um, how it was going from like daytime into the nighttime. Because that's one of the reasons why we, we picked that time frame. Yes. Just to see it. And like, it's so cool what, at what's night. that transition? Uh, most of the spaceships, the X-Wing and the flight of the Navigator, what, are the, what was the other things that were out there? So there's four, there's four vehicles, well, four like, main vehicles you have your x-wing your a-wing over in the jungle got the millennium falcon obviously and then over in like the first order controlled area that we really didn't get spend much time down in there but you've got the tie echelon mm. over there okay and correct, did you see a correct. lot of stormtroopers and stuff walking around or like what else, who else did you see walking around so yeah there was there was some stormtroopers um we didn't see any like first order officers or kylo wasn't out. Um, at least we didn't see him. We also didn't see the resistance spy at all. Uh, but apparently, I talked to some friends who said that they saw her out and about. Okay. But like, um, it's kind of cool because like the stormtroopers passed while we were like near Chewbacca, mm-hmm. and he like full on ducked down and like was hiding behind, trying yes. not to get seen. And like yeah. the cast member that was with him had us all put our arms up. So we were acting because, you know, Chewbacca's yeah. a tall dude. So we yeah. put our arms up so as to block him from the sight of the stormtroopers. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, one thing I've heard, so, you know, during the preview time, just like I mentioned earlier in this episode, it's not like the full-fledged version of the land. And as Red was pointing out, and what I've heard from people who uh, might be working on Batu, um, there are going to be a lot more, there's going to be a lot more entertainment options throughout the land. So you can... Once Red pointed it out, like there's clearly a stage, and there's going to be at least one or two stage oh, shows yeah. throughout the land. And once you look, like, oh, that's clearly a stage. Right. Um, I've heard there's going to be a lot more characters walking around um, for meet and greets and whatnot once it's opened on uh, August 29th. I'm right. for sure on opening day. It's going to be probably the most it's going to be because it's going to be yeah. for the camera essentially at that point. Um, that's true. It's it's going to be a lot of a lot of stuff. I mean, we know that. I mean, I I believe those stage shows are coming the meet and greets are coming and they also have another attraction opening in december right. the rise of the resistance and the way that it was described to me is if you want to put it in perspective the millennium falcon ride is the navi river journey of mm, yeah. galaxy's edge in that it is not going to be the flagship unless i'm wrong this is what i've heard it won't be the flagship attraction the rise of the right. resistance will be it sounds like it from the description yeah. and everything it sounds like rise of the resistance is going to be like Wow! Yes. Like incredible. The and flight, I, yeah. The and honestly, I sure. thought the Millennium Falcon ride was awesome. Yeah. I well, think it's I think a cool just ride. because they said it's going to be so many different types of experiences yes. all in one, it's not like you're going to go sit down and you're going to have this one experience. It's like you're doing multiple things, like because they said. I mean, it's like a long process. It's like twenty something minutes or something. Like it's I remember like reading the universe up. of energy level where you could yeah, you could like accidentally it's... fall asleep and it's the next day. Um. <laughs> But there's just a lot more going on with that one. Um, so. At the end of the night, we were getting ready to leave. And I was like, Red, how do you feel? And this this is the only thing he can muster up. And I'm, oh. so, glad, I'm so glad I recorded it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> mean. <laughs> they really love their wind chimes there yeah, on that, trinkets. too. I don't know trinkets, why. Greg. It's trinkets. Trinkets. Um, one thing I want to point out and just, you know, as we're wrapping up, you're talking about Galaxy's Edge and, you know, Disney takes their theming very seriously. And I was trying to pay attention to vocab words that they were using throughout the night. So, um, like upon checking in, they were asking to see our credentials as opposed to like, 
a form of ID or a right. ticket or something else that you might hear. Um, they referred to my camera as an imaging device, mm-hmm. cell phones or data pads. Uh, when they handed me the receipt at the uh, quick service place, they said, here's your cargo slip. I'm like, I know these are really small things, yeah. but like yeah. they're, they're leaning in, right? Like this is, yeah. I did feel, I forgot I was in Hollywood studios. Like we're going to leave like, oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm in a regular amusement park. I knew it was on a different planet, but like, oh, that's right. Like got to walk back out into Hollywood studios. Yeah, so did you guys stay – did you stay in the whole time, obviously? Yeah, we were, well, you can't leave. Yeah, we were there for the whole time, yeah. Oh, okay. You when can't I say leave. you can't leave, I'm not that it's a hostage situation. Yeah. It's that it's a one-way ticket to Batu is how right. they described it to us. Right. Um, so I mean, you got to be the in park, there. Did the park not close at 9? Uh, it did. Okay. Uh, but you know Hollywood Studios, they do the fireworks after park close. Yeah. Uh, okay. We got out of there before the fireworks, which is for the best because I don't need to be in a rush of people for no reason. Right. Um. And as we were leaving, like, one or two small fireworks went off as part of the pre-show, you know, the uh, projection show that they do now that precedes the fireworks. Um, Overall, I think this is a cool land. Like, I'm I'm excited for – I'm excited to go again, which I'll be there on Wednesday. And um, I'm excited for the future of it, for the next attraction that comes out, for the stage shows that happen. Like, I think think people are going to like it. Yeah. I think you're going to like it. You specifically, Beth. Oh, um, my question to both of you is, what was your favorite thing? Okay. Go first, yeah. So, my favorite thing is actually something we haven't really talked a whole lot about. Me? uh, Yeah, no, it was actually... (laughs) Thank you so much again. No, 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 it's not what I mean. I wasn't looking for a a thank you. I just meant... But I'm a delight. Um, But really, uh, was was Daka Undars, um, which we haven't really talked a lot about, but um shannon's gonna hate that store because it's gonna take a lot of our money um but it is all of the collectibles like so like the marketplace has you know the the plushies and the the little creatures and everything there's probably like 20 30 bucks whatever yeah you walk into this store and this this is for the like star wars fan collectors like it's there's jewelry in there there's there's busts there's uh some the like, lightsabers? Don't they have lightsabers? Um, yeah, so it's not Savi's. So like, obviously, we didn't go to Savi's. Right. Um, we did stick our heads in the Droid Depot area. But uh, but Doc Ondar's, um, there's the the legacy lightsabers. So Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Luke, okay. Ahsoka. They have all the lightsabers there of right. those characters um, behind those the desk. like the legit replicas. Yeah, they're the legit replicas. They look they look pretty good. Um, and then they've got the animatronic Ithorian Doc Ondar in there. And then all along the walls, you have all of these like just little tiny Easter eggs from TV shows, from movies. Yeah. There's a mask from a comic book in there. Um, wow. Like there's there's a lot of just yeah. tiny little detail, but really, really great uh, like merchandise in there as well. So Yeah, that's what I liked about this land is it seems like there you don't have to be, and I'm living proof, you don't have to be like a huge Star Wars like fan, fan to appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. But if you are, there's a lot of stuff, it seems, yeah. for you. I mean, that store is the store for you. Like, So if, if you're going there to Galaxy's Edge with someone in your family who's, like, a super fan, and they yeah. want to know where to go to, like, get the good stuff, that seems like yeah. that was the place. Doug will probably, mm-hmm. like, he likes to seeing all that collector stuff, and he would probably know a lot of that, be like, oh, this is from, and I'm like, how do you stinking know this? Like, Because <laughs> he's just, like, the most random things. But um, is there something that in there that you were like, I want to save up and I want to get this? So yeah, uh, God, uh, there's like so many things. Uh, there's a mask of Grievous, so it's like General Grievous's head mm-hmm. on like a little like kind of post thing. Yeah. Um, so what that every six year old boy would want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you know. like a mannequin head. Yeah, basically, uh, it's like a cyborg robotic head thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, the the Jark pieces, so like the little chess pieces, the space chess pieces. Okay. Uh, were pretty cool. There's um, some some like statues of Jedi that that look really cool. That's yeah. that's on there as well. Um, so yeah, that, that's that. And then like there's some cool jewelry in there and stuff too. Like mm-hmm. some stuff that Leia wore. The the homing beacon from the Last Jedi is in there. So cool. Well, yeah, I can't wait to see that then. I yeah, see all that kind of stuff, like props and things that look like that. So. Awesome. Greg, what was your favorite thing? I really, I really felt like a little kid 
piloting mm-hmm. the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. for the first time. And this yeah. is not, and this is not like I felt like a little kid because it was bringing back to a time when I was a kid and watched Star Wars. Not at all. Yeah. Um, I just, I knew what I was doing was a cool thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it yeah. was, I, that to me was probably the, the most fun thing I've done the, the first time I did it that night when I got to pull the lever and jump into light speed, warp speed, light speed, hyperspace, either one, whatever. Um, that was cool. That was a cool moment. And that whole first ride was, I felt like my eyes were wide open. Like a little kid would be on Christmas. That's how I felt. It's probably what it looked like. Probably looked like a dope. I was also a little bit mad about where my camera lens cap, but I did eventually find it on the way out. But, um, that to me was the coolest part of it. So if you're wondering about, you know, is this just another motion simulator ride? And and it is right. It's a, but like, it was a, it was a really cool experience and I'm so, so, um, happy and grateful I was able to go to it and to yeah. do that with a minimal I mean compared to what it's going to be a barely right. anything weight I mean 25 right. maybe 30 minutes was nothing and then it even got lower as the night went on yeah cool and did y'all feel like it was pretty well lit what like at nighttime once it the sun went down like the whole space was pretty well lit yeah I mean it's certainly it's better lit than other parts of other parks like Animal Kingdom I feel like can't see a thing at night I don't maybe that's just me yeah. Um, and even parts of Epcot, I feel like, are darker on World Showcase. But their lights weren't lampposts. They were, like, big, uh, I don't know how to describe them, like, sideways lights, right? Like, they yeah. were they were posts, but the whole side of it was lit as opposed to a pole holding up one, like, light. To, uh, yeah. It was, like, bands yeah. of lights. Yeah. I was curious if you could see anything. Because, you know, like, when you're on top of Slinky Dog Dash, you can see into Batu. So it was like, or whatever. I was curious if you could see, anything, see anything outside of it. Okay. You cannot see out of Batu. I mean, it seemed like once you were, if you were in there, you couldn't see anything. But I was like telling some friends, I'm like, well, worst case scenario, just go make sure you ride Slinky Dog Dash because you can see a good bit like over into it. I think they may have put trees up or something, or maybe they didn't. Okay. I don't, I mean, I honestly, at least I didn't when do... they were in the production process, oh, yeah. like we remember being like, oh my gosh, like you can see over, over there into it. And it was even cooler when the sun was setting, yes. riding it, because you're like, <gasps> you know. So uh, two thumbs up from Greg, and I'm assuming two. I don't want to speak for you, Red, but I just have a feeling. Star- yeah. <laughs> Galaxy's Edge is a two thumbs up. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to live there. So He's, gonna, he's moving in. Yeah. He's moving in. If you so, can't find him, that's where he is. Yep. Thanks for hopping on with us and giving us your yeah. thoughts on yep. all things Galaxy's Edge. We do appreciate it. Are you yeah. still going to go for opening day? I don't know yet. Uh, maybe. We'll see. We will see. You'll be like, I've already done that. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks again. I'm excited that you got to go and I appreciate your, your input on everything. No problem. I uh, had a great time. Thank you guys. Of course. Yeah. Bye. Man, he he had a good time. Yeah. I'm not just saying that because you left, but like he actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's just a quiet dude. So it's like thoroughly enjoyed himself. Like seeing him. I'm Big not gonna smiles post. over there. Yeah, I don't want to post the photo of him, but like he, his face lit up as he was walking the hallways okay, of Millennium le- Falcon. Well, like legit though, when you played that first clip, I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "Oh, it's, it's the double, clip. it's the double I, rainbow I guy." Know, yeah. I was like, I really thought for a second that he really like that was really him, and yes. then I was like, "Oh, wait a second. Yes. So if everyone doesn't know, that was like that was like an original viral. It was nine years ago, yes. by the way. Double it rainbow. Like, yeah, it was, that was a double I rainbow. I remember. Guy. I think I lived in Colorado at the time and was oh like, my this gosh. guy, this guy. So uh, we're back to our regular portion of the show here. Thanks for indulging regular us. scheduled program. Indulging us with our uh, Galaxy's Edge talk. We went a little <laughs> bit longer than I thought we would, but like, there's a lot to do and see, and I really want yeah. everyone to enjoy it. So go there with an open mind and a and a clear heart, what? clear heart, clear eyes, full heart. Anyway, let's uh, okay. let's talk about some news. News nuggets. Dip them in your sauce and put them in your mouth. Now, I don't want to overdo the talk of Galaxy's Edge, but I do have a, a news item surrounding Galaxy's Edge that I thought was really unique. So, um, okay. you know, Disney does a lot of community outreach in general. Yes. Um, and they recently did something with Galaxy's Edge, which I thought uh, was really interesting. So they allowed more than or they invited more than a thousand students as part uh, part of the uh, Boys and Girls Club of Central Florida ah. to do a special community preview wow. of Galaxy's Edge. Um, apparently, they've had a 50-year partnership between okay. Disney and the Boys and Girls Club, and this is the kind of thing they do. And I thought, like, what a unique thing to be able to do, because um, this is one of those things, like, you know, not everyone can get in. A lot of people right. want to get in. Right. And uh, here's a little bit of audio from uh, from that day from the uh, students from the Boys and Girls Club that were led into Galaxy's Edge. Special today to me because we're one of the first people to be here, and it's just really great 
to be like an exclusive, you know? A day like today for our students, is, it can be life-changing. I mean, literally, it may be the most fun and enjoyable experience they've ever had. And, you know, it creates these great aspirations. Disney's all about the possibilities of making dreams come true. These experiences are going to stick with me, and I'll remember it forever. Think about that. All those you know people. You know what I did here in that? Seven doors to my train. Seven doors to my train. So, uh. Or, you know what Batu had a distinct lack of? What? You know, those little, like, shiny, round... Crispy pearls. <laughs> a distinct <laughs> lack. Um, and I, I bring that up, I brought that sound in because I just thought, like, think about how there were so many students who were so excited to go to this thing because it's a cool place to go. It right. is truly a cool place to go. So I hope when you guys get to go and you will be there in about a week, Beth, yes. um, I think you're going to like it. It's, it's, it's the thing to do. Um, my first nugget, I only had a couple of this week because there's just so much going on. I mean, it's not like a news nugget anymore, but obviously the 50th anniversary of Haunted Mansion came mm -hmm. up and there was tons of stuff going on with that. So um, ton yeah, there was a lot of goodies that I was really jealous about that we like, they're only in Disneyland, so you can't get your hands on it. And then I heard the lines were atrocious in Disney World to get the Funko Pops and stuff like that. But um so the first one that i have on here is that the festival of fantasy parade actually has a time change now for the remainder of 2019 um i think that's normally been at 3 p.m correct yeah and they've done this in previous years too i think last year there was a time when as they're ramping up for like busy season yeah they put so it to two o'clock yeah so they're ramping up for what they call party season so they're changing it to two o'clock um and that begins this friday august 16th yes which is and the we'll first go... day of... oh, i'm sorry yeah no um Okay, can I do the news? I'm sorry, I got excited. Okay. <laughs> it is the first not-so-scary Halloween yes, party. <laughs> so that's why they're doing that. Um, and then that will last until January 2020 when it will go back to 3 p.m. Yes. So that was the first one I had. You got anything else? I'm just listening now. Gosh. No, I do have another one. Um, as this episode time. airs, so today, if you're a real one and you're listening to this on the day it airs. Colleen. Colleen's a real one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the NBA experience, it has its grand opening at Disney yeah. Springs. Mm -hmm. Um, and by now, if you watched it live on Good Morning America, if you watch that, if you're, you know, if you stream that, uh, Mickey and Minnie were there, or at least as of this time, they're, they're announced to be there. Um, there's also supposed to be a exclusive Funko Pop being released. It, I believe oh, it's no. supposed, it's supposed to be a Mickey Mouse, uh, well, a Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse playing basketball. Yeah. Exclusive to that. To that uh, opening, uh, some NBA celebrities, including but not limited to the Disney Kremlins, who uh, who uh, will be there uh, as invited by the NBA to do to cover the opening of the NBA experience. If you remember them wow. for a couple of episodes, they've been on. Um, I thought you were going to say like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, which, you know, there are cool. celebrities now. By the time again, you're hearing this probably after the uh, opening happened, but they are teasing um, some NBA okay. superstars. They're just not saying who. Do you know any NBA superstars? I'm just curious. Um, <laughs> Can uh, you name any? LeBron Jordan and I'm kidding. No, no, uh, no. I don't think those. I think people. Even Shaq, he's a Florida resident. But I don't think he's going to be there. Okay. Do you have any other news nugs? That's it. Okay. The only other one that I have is the. Is it Beatrix? Beatrix Restaurant. Sure. Coming to Disney Springs, it is a new restaurant owned by Let Us Entertain You Enterprises. It's a Chicago-based restaurant group. Um, they're going to be opening their first restaurant in Florida on the west side of Disney Springs. West side? And I'm excited because it's a restaurant, coffee house, and a grab-and-go market featuring healthy food options, including vegetarian, gluten-free, and vegan options, along with oh, fresh-squeezed juice cocktails. Um, it says it'll offer a bakery and a full-service bar with a selection of all-American beer and wine. So I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, that sounds cool. Because, you know, sometimes you're just out and about and you're like, I just want something kind of like quick but also healthy. Because, yeah. you know, you're just eating a lot of Disney calories, which they don't count, everybody. Don't worry. They, they still oh don't count. Gosh. Until you move here and you gain 15 pounds. I know. Well, that's true. So this would be more for, and you know, more for you guys. But <laughs> um, coffee house, all of that stuff, I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. That was the only other thing I have. I don't think that they um, actually have a set date yet, but, you know, they just wanted to get the word out. That and is I coming. I love that the company is called Let Us Entertain You. Oh, my but, gosh. Yeah. Anyway. Right, let's jump into some history. This week in Disney history. I'm going way back to 2005. Uh, after 18 years of being open, the Walt Disney World Information Center oh. on Interstate 75 closes. Now, I've never personally visited this. 
Um, so I had to do some reading up on what this is. So okay. this was obviously uh, a creation a while ago before really the the uh, dawn or at least how popular the internet became. Right. So uh, this was on the way to Walt Disney World. So if you were driving in from Georgia or wherever, but eventually funneling your way through uh, to the northern part of Florida, um, this was in Ocala, Ocala Florida. Um, there were a bunch of signs leaning up to it that would say tuned to the, you know this radio station here, Disney characters. I think Jiminy was Jiminy Cricket was there for mm-hmm. a while. That was giving you park information or like what to expect. Yeah. You'd be able to go in and walk around and get your information there. So you don't have to like, you know, worry about not knowing stuff when you physically got to Disney World. It was your right. in between. Obviously, now you just go online or listen to hey this podcast. Right. And uh, if, while inside, if you named all seven dwarves, you'd receive a Mickey shoe keychain. What? Yeah. But it closed in 2005. But it was open for 18 years. A long, long time. And I'd never been. I, we And we've driven to Disney before from New York, but I guess maybe we didn't go that way. Yeah. No, we always drove. So I'm curious if when I was younger, maybe we had stopped there. If we did, I don't ever remember it. But it's, it's, a, it's a possibility. Um, okay. So I'm going way... I wanted to give you some music too. I don't want to feel alone. <laughs> I'm going way back to 2017 when the great movie ride and the universe of energy featuring Ellen's uh, energy adventure both closed this oh, week. Rip. Um, yes. We are still waiting for the new attraction to open up at Hollywood studios with Mickey and Minnie's railway, but it was a very sad day. Um, those are the, these are the times when I'm, I'm, I am kind of glad that the internet is around because it was cool to see everybody posting that I got to go on those last days. Yeah. Um, like I remember, well, especially for the uh, great movie ride because they let, they let people come in and walk through it. So you didn't have to be on an actual ride. They, I think they had like a private event that you, I don't know if it was a paid thing, but it was like it a private event. a cast member thing. I don't know. Maybe the I think cast it, was I think it was a, I think it was a cast member thing and they like were able to walk through it and take pictures and all kinds of stuff like that. And I thought that was really cool to say goodbye. To say goodbye. <laughs> So, thanks for my tunes. Appreciate you. All right. The last thing we have for you today is something that drove a lot of people up the wall. Uh, it is the return mm. of the Magic Mashup. So magic it is Mashup, Magic Mashup. I don't know. I'm just making up stuff. <laughs> it was hard to tell that was made up. It sounded so smooth and polished. Um, so this is a clip of audio that contains four separate Disney songs. Thank you for um, counting. If people can't see you counting. It was for effect, man. I was getting the Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So four uh, Disney songs that I believe to be recognizable. Okay. So I'm going to play the clip for you. And then after you hear the clip, uh, you can head to that Park Life podcast, thatparklifepodcast.com. You'll be able to enter in there. Your prize, should you correctly guess, all four songs is a That Park Life podcast prize pack. Prize pack. With a bevy. A whole bevy, not even a half bevy, guys. This is a full, one hundred percent, a full-on double bevy. Of, uh, <laughs> what does it mean? Um, a full-on double bevy of a uh, Park Life podcast. Uh, some swag will be mm-hmm. in there. You'll see. There's a is a, a good mix of stuff. Our previous winner, mm-hmm. uh, Brittany, actually very nicely wore her. So her pack included a shirt, which, by the yeah. way, this one will as well. Uh, she wore it on her way down to uh, Disney. This she's actually there here now. Uh, she and her husband. So, I need to get uh, my shirt because I kind of host this podcast. Yeah, so. you do. When you get here, I'm not paying to ship it to you. When you're here next, yeah, I'll right? hand deliver it to you. Jesus. So, um, <laughs> so <laughs> here is the clip. This is our magic mashup two. Good do luck, your, everybody. Do your best. Okay, I got two of them already. Okay, I want to play it again because I feel like it might have been a little low. That was a long clip. It was. It was 12 seconds. I feel like you didn't play it that long of a clip last time, but... I don't, I mean, are there rules here that I didn't know about? No, let me see if I can get okay. the other two. One more time. The okay. Magic Mashup 2. Now, if you think you have all four songs, head out to thatparklifepodcast.com. Click the link to enter this contest. Submit your four songs. Oh, I'm going. And, uh, by the way, if more than uh, one of you happen to correctly guess, all correct guessers will be placed into a random picker. But here we go. There you go. 
So oh, I'm that last little bit. Mm. I'm sorry. There's if, two. There's two that, that are very recognizable. Yeah. Okay. I would. I hope so. One of them's a little louder on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, take your guesses over to that parkleftpodcast.com. Do your worst. Do your, or maybe do your best. Yeah, uh, so next week you'll be, as you know, like I'm telling you, like it's news to you. You'll yeah. be traveling here, so we're actually going to be releasing our first bonus episode in our series of Behind the Lens. So um, a couple, of, a while ago now, I had. I had posted about asking people who the their favorite um, Instagram Disney. Disney photo accounts mm-hmm. are, and then some people actually suggested ones that aren't photo accounts, but they're just uh, accounts I like to follow. So we'll be doing some bonus episodes um, where we go behind the lens to talk about some Disney photographers and what inspires them, what brings them here, and like what keeps them going, and hopefully offer some tips because I know there are a lot of people who listen to this mm-hmm. who are into Disney photography. I mean. You guys follow us. Those of us, those of you follow us on Instagram, you're probably posting some photos. So maybe able to walk away with some knowledge and stuff. And uh, I'm excited about who our first guest is. And in addition to some behind the lens episodes in the future, look for some behind the grams. I don't know. Maybe we'll change the name of that, but just some, you probably follow some uh, Disney accounts and maybe you want to get to know the people behind that account more. And that's mm-hmm. our goal is to bring them to you through this podcast. So the next time you hear us, it'll be a, a little bonus episode on behind the lens. You're welcome in advance. You're welcome in advance. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> hopefully they like it. Yeah. All right, Beth, where can everyone follow you? You guys can find me over at Lost Princess Printing <laughs> on the IGs. I almost said that Park Life Podcast, but you can. You can also find us at, at that Park Life Podcast. Yeah, that's right. I will probably be posting from that account uh, while we're in Disney. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled for yeah. Beth hanging out in Batu. For show. Sure. And, of course, I am at energy adventures and again to submit your entry for magic mashup dose head over to that parklifepodcast.com thank you again to red for joining us hopefully everyone was able to walk away with some idea of what they can expect in galaxy's edge what to look for by the way i don't think we covered anything we didn't like because for me personally i didn't dislike anything but i'm not really someone i'm sure sure there'll be something that'll pop up later yeah who knows (laughs) anyway uh thank you everybody bye